Hola muchachos, ¿cómo están? Soy Mati Saez. El día de hoy, en nuestro segundo episodio de Mike Wea, tengo la gran de entrevistar a Juan Carlos González, quien es el principal coach de la fundación Cayola Foundation. Esta es una fundación sin fines de lucro, la cual se basa en entrenar y alimentar a niños dentro de 10 a 18 años de baja situación económica con el fin de ayudarlos a conseguir una mejor calidad de vida en el ámbito social y deportivo. Esta fundación ya consta de cuatro gimnasios ubicados en la isla de Hawái. Esta es una fundación creada debido a que la isla presenta una de las mayores tasas en adolescentes en consumo de drogas y alcohol. Y antes de comenzar, les recuerdo que todos los links de la fundación de Keala Foundation estarán en la descripción en caso que quieran visitar la página o donar. All right, guys, welcome to the Mike West Show. I just came after a workout with my coach, one of my reference, one of my new friends that we get involved after this, during this quarantine time. So yeah, Juan, a CrossFit yeah. level two trainer. How are you doing, Juan? Well, I'm doing fantastic. Um, yeah, super pumped. I always have just great vibes after our classes just because man dude this is what i do for a living you know i'm a coach and um something i i really hope for a lot of people is what they find that they're supposed to do in life or whatever their main purpose or passion is and uh when you get to do that man it's a great feeling so you know i've just had a great day i got my workout in first thing coached an adult class coached our 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 Kiala kids class And I'm just feeling great. I just, I'm thankful to, for the opportunity to, to, to empower others, especially during, during uh, times like these right now. And um, so I'm just, I'm flying high right now. I'm feeling great. That's cool. Juan, before we get into it, I want to know, how's your quarantine? How's everything in Hawaii for the people that they don't know you and who you are, especially? Yeah, definitely. definitely. So yeah, my name is Juan. I'm 33 years old. I'm the head coach of the Kiala Foundation, which is on the island of Kauai, which is one of the islands of Hawaii. So, um, you know, yeah, the quarantine has been super difficult for all. It's literally impacted every single person in the world. And I've just been super blessed with just an amazing situation, man. I, I live on Kauai, so we never really got a huge, um, you know, outbreak here we only had 21 cases on the island and um, I'm sorry. um and and we haven't had any cases for over eight weeks so um you know it was very it was very weird at first because you know we i have worked extremely hard for the cal foundation for the past four years um developing our gyms and our, and our programs, and then everything got shut down. So I went from being busy to um, driving. I, our gyms are all over the island, so I would drive all over the island um, every day. And now, you know, everything had to, it was just stopped. So our team had to really adjust, adapt, and overcome to continue to provide a service for our youth. Um, so quarantine has been, um, it has been a, you know, I, it's been a great growing time for myself. You know, I've, I've really had to have, 
I really had to press into a lot of my weaknesses, which is communication. Um, you know, you know, stay in contact with others. The fact that I'm doing a podcast with you right now is unheard of. Like I just don't normally, these are, these are things that are out of my comfort zone and are just not my, on my radar. So, you know, it basically took everything I was doing away and I had to somehow fulfill my purpose, um, during the quarantine. So, um, yeah, so quarantine was great. Quarantine was great. Um, Juan, I want to know uh, to get involved in our in our before you get involved into the fitness community. How was your life in high school, or where, and how was your life before everything of sports? Oh wow, that's a great question. Um, so, um, dude, I I am a below average person before. Like I'm telling you, man. Like. I was very small. I'm still like not the biggest guy ever. I'm extremely fit right now because I've been doing CrossFit for about six, seven years um, full time um, as a coach. But before I even, you know, before like when I was growing up, I was a soccer player. Um, so I did play soccer. I did play sports. Um, I, I was very into soccer. I grew up in Las Vegas. So I'm actually, I was born in LA and, uh, and grew up in Las Vegas. My dad is from Mexico. My mom is from El Salvador. Um, so um, soccer, big sport. My, that's all my dad ever wanted me to do, play. Um, but growing up in Las Vegas was very difficult, man. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Vegas, but man, it is legit Sin City, bro. Um, I, at a very young age, I think at like 15, 16 years old, I was heavily using alcohol and drugs like normal and then in vegas it's like totally normal it's just that's just okay you know it's like you know i was one of the cool kids you know i we had a i had a great group of friends like even though like you know that's what we were doing you know we we had a good time i i loved to skateboard i was a skateboarder growing up so um but man um it just led, it led me down to, uh, just a bad path, man. So like my dad basically gave everything for me, like to, to play sports, to play soccer. And, you know, um, in high school I was looking really good. I was on some really competitive teams and, um, and, and just like, school problems really caught up with me and then I was ineligible to play my senior year of high school. So like the one sport that I've been practicing my whole entire life and my senior year, which is the most important year because this is where you finally get to really reach out to scholarships and schools. And I definitely had some people looking at me and some things on the list. And because of all my bad decisions, the, the, uh, of just like, you know, ditching school, getting into the wrong group of friends. I never had a program like the one I run or, or help coach for. Um, so I was just kind of on my own with my friends in Vegas, just doing whatever we wanted to do. And, you know, of course I found out that ditching school actually does come back to bite you in the butt. And um, yeah, so like early on, even before, like I got into coaching, I just have a lot of stories of failures. Like, you know, uh, growing up, I, I was going to be a soccer player, you know, um, and I failed. I, I failed my family. I felt my, I had a lot of shame um, 
with my dad. Like my dad couldn't even look at me when he found out that I could, you know, for him, he was just like, are you kidding me? Like, this is, you know, he was so like, we, we actually like our, our relationship went really bad for a while. And then, um, and then I got, got into, uh, uh, wanting to be a firefighter. Um, I, you know, deep in my core, even though like I, I did struggle, I've always wanted to help people. And, you know, firefighting was just one of those first things that I was like, huh, this, this, it's a very proud position, right? Being a firefighter, like everyone looks up to it. Um, you know, people always are like, oh yeah, that's a great career, you know? Um, but even then, um, I found like an explore program. Um, so I was like 19 at the time. So I just graduated high school. Um, I did graduate, but I just didn't get to play my senior year, which sucked. Um, just took some time off, um, got into, uh, firefighting, which is paramedic school. So started doing that and, um, got really involved and, um, even, uh, ended up becoming chief of the program that I was in for firefighting. Um, but man, just, um, that's, I, that's what the program was for was to expose you to the career. Um, something I really suggest a lot of kids your age and anybody, um, is really explore the career that you want to be in. Like if you want to be something, you've got to like surround yourself with the people that are doing it and see what that lifestyle is like. And, um, yeah, man, I just really struggled. I was just a small guy. I was a small guy. Um, I was very, like, I'm a very brown person, um, in a very white dominated, um, um, industry, you know, I even, even in, this is in 2006, 2007, you know, so I definitely got heckled a ton. And, and even then just like, I would go on clinicals. Clinicals are where you go and do stuff for, for the fire department. And, um, man, they were just get so crazy. It was a lot of, it was a lot of like, um, like, like emergency, um, like, uh, not fires, but like just with humans, like, just like, you know, like, accidents and overdoses and and man I just saw a lot of darkness I saw so much darkness when I was out and I just like I really didn't want to do it anymore like after three years of like training to be a firefighter um you know being in a very established program having a lot of firefighter mentors um you know um you know I still to this day this guy's name was Daryl Aronson he was our he was our commissioner and this guy just cracked the whip on me for a year and a half straight. Just never let me, never let down on me. And it, like, I learned so much. And, and I think that's what's really helped me out even in my career today is what I learned in that Explore program. But ultimately, um, I ended up doing this program called TIP. It's a trauma intervention program. Um, when you want to be a firefighter, you always want, or just anything, you want to develop your resume, right? So I was developing my resume and this program was, was, um, whenever anyone died, my phone would ring for the day I volunteered. And then I would go and hang out with the family that died and just be there with them. It was like this two week program I went through just to even get certified. And then I did it for about three months, man. And it just was really hard on me. I was, I was 20 years old, I think, 20, 21 years old. And I'm going to these suicides. I'm going to, to um, just people that died in car accidents. Um, and you're just hearing the most horrible stories every day. 
And um, the last one I remember was uh, was a SIDS case. So it was a, a baby. Um, if, if a baby gets like like um, just gets positioned wrong, they can just die from from being positioned wrong, sleeping, you know, and they just stop breathing. And it was just it was just horrible. Everybody was crying. The whole neighborhood was crying. It was just you know, and and um, I, I I was just it was hard on me. It was really hard on me, you know, and just um. It, you know, I just kind of made a decision. I was like, man, here I am. I'm 21. You know, I just spent three years and I'm, and I'm going to, you know, I was like, man, I didn't, I, I hated saying quitting, but it was just, it just wasn't for me, you know? Um, so living in Vegas, um, the industry, there's an the industry that we call it, you know, just like the casinos, clubs, nightclubs, bars, restaurants. So, um, I transitioned into that, you know, I just needed to start making some money. I moved out at seven, at 17 years old. So as soon as, as soon as I graduated high school, I graduated at 17, I moved out. I was just, uh, I was not into it. My parents, God bless them. I love them so much, but they were just very simple people. And I just really had big dreams and really wanted to continue. I just really wanted to explore the world. I wanted to, I like, you know, they, they were very simple and very, um, very close-minded and um i was not and um i just you know and and dude i, I mean I bring it up you know like you know there's a lot of racism talk right now and um dude i i really struggled with uh being mexican you know being dark you know like i i grew up in a really white neighborhood and um you know i was ashamed of my parents because they had like my dad was a construction worker you know and you know that's what he was in and uh you know i didn't want to be that you know, I didn't want to be a construction worker, you know, and, you know, and just like, I wanted to do, you know, a good job, you know, like, I was like, I wanted to really get out there and do something. So, um, you know, I kind of just went out on my own. Um, I started working in really nice restaurants in Vegas, started as it started just, I literally started polishing silverware, 17 years old at a fine dine restaurant. Um, so it became a busser, food runner, um, you know, a new casino opened up and I got I got kind of like scouted to go work at a brand new restaurant, became a server at 21, you know, then became a bartender. Um, and man, it was a really fun time. So think about it, Las Vegas, um, I'm 21 to 25. I'm making hundreds of dollars a night. You know, I dude, I had a, I had an Audi, man, I missed that. I had to convert like this really cool Audi. I had my own two bedroom condo, like, I was killing it, dude. I was loving it. But, um, but then, uh, I just, I hit that, like, it was, it was funny. I, I ended up getting a, a bartending job at this really nice casino called the Encore. And, you know, I was making great money doing, and, and then like, it was just, I remember one night it was super busy and I just was looking around and I was just over it. I was like, wow, I'm 25 um i'm at the top of you can be for bartending you know like it's not going to get any better you're just going to continue to have to go to a new restaurant a new restaurant because that's just how it is in vegas a, a restaurant opens for about three to five years and then it shuts down and then you know and at that time i was you know i had started working in restaurants at 17 now i'm 25 so seven years had passed and i had seen older guys and older ladies who were you know, already in their forties and they're just in the same job. And I was like, uh Oh, I need to get out of here. You know, I just, I was like one of those things like, this is a trap. 
I don't, you know, like I know the money was good, but I just didn't, I didn't want to, to be that, you know? And like, I didn't, you know, I wanted more for myself. So here I am again. I'm now I'm like 25. I'm like, man, like I'm here. I'm not like, I hate my, you know, what am I going to do? Like, what the heck I've, you know, I've, I failed. I you know, I two big things in my life. I had failed, you know, and just, I was just super frustrated. Um, so in Las Vegas, um, what, when you have to take an interview in Las Vegas, you have to take your clothes off. So, um, yeah, it's just like all those really expensive restaurants and bar club, bars and nightclubs, like you have to look a certain way, um, which is terrible, you know, but, you know, so that's how I got into fitness because if you wanted to get one of those awesome jobs, you know, at the pool, the nightclubs and stuff like that, you had to, you had to look a certain way. So that's where, um, my fitness kind of journey started where I literally, I just knew I needed, I needed to look better to get a better job, you know? Um, and at the time it was like, just like normal bodybuilding stuff. And I just wasn't into it. Like I'm, I'm five, nine on my best days. I weigh 155 pounds. Like I'm not a big guy. And like all these guys are just like trying to get 300 pounds and like taking steroids. And I just was like, this is, this is not for me. Um, and then I actually, I saw, I saw CrossFit on YouTube and just was like, like, I loved that style. Even when I was working out in the gym before, like they would always make fun of me because like we would all wait around for the same machine and then rest. Well, I was like, I would, while I was, they were resting, I was like running and doing jumping jacks and push-ups and sit-ups and wanted to keep moving. And they were like, no, 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 that's weird. Don't do that. You know? And I was just like, what? Um, but yeah, then I saw, I found CrossFit on, on YouTube and, and, uh, just saw people doing really cool ex like just gnarly exercises that I thought and just look, they looked the way I wanted. You know, what's funny is actually the, um, the, my mentor from the fire department, he did CrossFit and he was the craziest firefighter ever. Like he wasn't huge, but he was fit. You know, he looked great and he was capable of doing a lot of things. He was just like, he literally won firefighter of the year, like many times in a row. Um, and he did CrossFit and CrossFit's very expensive, like CrossFit, you know, um, I was paying $180 a month for a membership, you know? So, um, I just basically, I saw CrossFit and like, I, I had heard about it before. And then like, you know, I was finally like, all right, this, I, it's time to dedicate yourself. So, you know, if something, something like if you want to really like start a fitness journey, you need to get a coach. You need to get accountability. You need to have put yourself in an environment and also paying money may not be, you know, the best sounding idea, but it money, you know, when you spend a lot of money, it hurts a little bit. You know, I'm sure you guys, you know, bills like, but it means, it means you got skin in the game. It means like, all right, this, I'm gonna like, it almost makes you do it because, okay, I'm putting all this money into it. So I got to do it, you know? So, um, yeah, 25 years old. Um, I totally, I totally was like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to freaking bite the bull. I'm going to pay $180 a month. I found an awesome gym in Las Vegas called CrossFit Max Effort with really high level trainers and coaches. And dude, as soon as I walked in there, I fell in love. Like you walked in and it was just rings and barbells and there was no machines at all. And then everybody, there was people working out together and they looked like they were dying. And I was like, yes, I love this. I got to do so. 
And dude, I was just, from the moment I started, I've, I've just been hooked ever since. Just because I, that's just me. I love, I, I really enjoy trying hard. Like it's just something that I've, I've, I, I like to do it. And obviously it's so much easier to try hard when it's something you like, you know, like I love to try hard, but I do not like writing emails, you know, and emails for me are super difficult, you know? So, and that's something I'm working on. Um, yeah. So I found CrossFit, started working out at this gym. Um, and man, it was the first time I ever had like, a, I mean, I had soccer coaches and uh, I don't know if I was just too young to really pay attention or be aware of the, what they were trying to teach me, but man, um, uh, my coaches, um, Zach Forrest and, uh, Lindsay Andrews just, they, they just, they just, they really gave me confidence that I could, that I could be way more, you know? Um, and that's what starts to happen with, with just working out your confidence builds, you know? Um, you, you, the, this idea of work capacity really blew me away that, you don't have to be stuck the way you are that if you train, you can increase your work capacity. You can increase what you're capable of. You're not just stuck the way you are. Like you, you can train, you can practice, you can learn new skills, you know, and even at any age, like, like even at old, old people, like I work with a lot of old people and I teach them new stuff all the time. And it's so great to see their brain work, you know? So, um, and, and, and then the priority, my priority started changing. So I'm still in, dude, I'm from Las Vegas, bro. Like it's just kind of in me to have fun and party and, you know, just, you know, and, and, you know, working in nightclubs, I didn't even get off until 2am, you know? And, um, and then everyone goes to the bar and drink, you know, it's just what, what life is like in Vegas, you know, it's just, that's just normal. Um, and then I found myself not wanting to do that stuff because I wanted to perform in my workouts. I wanted to, you know, now I had a group of friends that I worked out with that counted on kind of like, you know, on our zoom, you're starting to see, I'm sure you recognize some names and some faces and, and like you show up and you want to, and you don't want to be the last one done, you know, you like, and it's not about competing, but it's just about like, you know, let's, let's contribute to this environment. Like I want to push them. So they push me when it's time. And, you know, um, so dude, I, I totally stopped, you know, drinking heavily. Um, I started making better food decisions because I, I wanted to be better in my workouts. I, I, I saw that this made me feel better and that it was, it was, it was just, I, I knew that I would be able to improve faster if I didn't drink or eat fast food at four in the morning, you know? So I just started making, making better decisions. And, um, and yeah, man, dude, crazy story. Like, so I get, a, I'm at work. Like I'm, I remember I'm stalking, you know, stuff in the cooler and I get a phone call from my coach who never has ever called me before. Like we talk in the gym, but never actually called my phone number and they called me and they were like, dude, someone just paid for a year membership for you. You know, I was like, what? Like a year membership, like, they're like, yeah, cash, you know, and it was like, wow, you know, and, um, and, and like, dude, it was, it was one of my friends, it was a really good friend of mine, and, um, you know, it was just like, one of those things where, like, you know, someone just saw my passion started building for someone, something, and, and, and they helped me out, and, um, it was just one of those, to me, it was like a huge sign to really pursue this, um, 
and and um, I was just getting really frustrated at work. And dude, I ended up getting fired at work. I got fired. Um, long story short, there was just a bunch of like stuff with money and tips, and it was just super unfair. And I was trying to change stuff, and and um, dude yeah got fired and and like that's something i really want to to maybe encourage people or share people like when bad things happen to you such as like getting fired or you know being let go which has happened to a ton of people right now you know with the pandemic it's the best thing that ever happened to me it was it it, it forced me to to look and to to do something you know it forces you to 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 react you know it you know talk about our word of the month urgency for cal foundation right you know like it made me have urgency oh my gosh i have bill i have, you know what am i gonna do you know um dude so i ended up applying for so the gym i was at moved into a huge facility we went they went from like a three thousand square foot space to sixteen thousand square feet so i know i could help I knew I could help. I was like, I know that I can contribute to this place, you know? So I, you know, I told them, I was like, Hey, and like, they obviously are interested in me now because I'm someone just paid a year membership for me. You know, like they're, they're like, all right, this kid is different for sure. Um, so I interviewed and they're like, yeah, yeah, you're great, but you're just not fit. So, cause like, being on staff means you like live the lifestyle you had to reflect. And I, dude, I couldn't even front squat like 95 pounds barely when I first started, you know? And so they literally told me, they're like, all right, as soon as you front squat 225 pounds, you have the job. And I was like, and it was like this number that was in my head for a while. Like they had seen me fail and fail and fail. But again, it was like another reason I really love like just this community. Cause like, they will do stuff like that to push you like CrossFit is like, like, let's, let's freaking give you a goal. Let's do it. So it was like, that was kind of like my interview. I had to front squat 225 pounds to, to get the, just to scrub toilets and to check people in the gym and to clean the gym. So like, you know, um, it was great. So now I go from, from bartending and making hundreds of dollars a night to making $10 an hour, 20 hours a week. Um, it was brutal, but, um, Thankfully, my friends and family really supported me through this, through the transition. And really like, I was like, I just really like, I, I, you know, I brought my family in on it. I was like, Hey guys, I really want to transition into this. I really want to transition into fitness. You know, um, I, you know, I was only making $200 a week, you know, and my, you know, I had so much, so I had a doubt. So it was like, I had to sell the Audi, the Audi was gone. I had to downsize. I had to, I had to, um, get a roommate, you know, I found a roommate. So like, I just started making it happen. I just, I had some urgency. I knew I wanted to do it and I just started making it happen. Um, and, and then got myself to be coaching at a gym. So then I well, I was just front desk and then I actually created their Instagram. So, um, you know, they didn't have any marketing or anything. And this is still, this is still like 2013, you know, freaking seven years ago. And I was like, dude, Instagram is kind of crazy. Like, you guys should probably try to do this. They're like, no, we don't have time, blah, blah, blah. So I ended up just, like, finding jobs that I could do. Like, so, like, I'm cleaning toilets. I'm cleaning the gym. I'm checking in members, you know, just help, helping out. And then I created their Instagram. 
And then I just created a sick following. I think I got us up to like 10,000 followers in like two years. And this is back in the day. Um, you know, just like, um, I'm not going to say it was totally because of this, but we definitely created lots of traction and we ended up, we ended up getting one of the open workouts at our gym. So I don't know if you're familiar with CrossFit and their open workouts, but they do, um, five workouts every year and they do them at different locations around the world. And they did it at my gym. And like, I was just so blown. And so now I'm meeting, I met Greg Glassman, who's the creator. I met, I met some really high level athletes. You know, I was just, wow. I was just so blown away that I went from, you know, I went from, you know, bar getting fired bartending to then now like growing this gym, growing the membership, keeping things like grow, you know, marketing for this gym. And like, I had none of these skills. I was just, I was just sending it. Um, and then they finally let me go into coaching because it was just really difficult because that community had already been around for a while and no one really listens to you if you're not fitter. Like, you know, like, like it was just kind of like a stigma back then. Like everyone knew who I was. It was all that, you know, and they didn't want to listen to me as a coach because they all had been doing CrossFit longer than me, you know? Um, so it was a really fun environment. I was super nervous coaching all the time. Everyone, I was, everyone, I'm not going to say they were disrespectful, but you know, I really had to earn my respect for everyone just to listen to me to try to, you know, but I, but I was there every day. I was putting the time in and that's something that, um, I didn't realize what experience was until like now, now that I'm 33, I have experience under my belt. I have coached, I can't even tell you how many classes I've coached, you know, um, I've coached every single age group. Um, but you know, I had to just start somewhere. You got to start somewhere wherever you're at. So um, you know, whatever you want to do, you just got to start somewhere and then you just got to start just developing reps. You got to develop experience and you'll see it adds up. Like now that's, I draw a lot of my experience in coaching and what I do in classes. I'm just drawing from all the interactions I've had in my entire career. And, and then I can, you know, it'll be that one cue or that one thing I said, or that one time I saw this happen one time and it worked. And it's just always working in your brain when you're, when, when you're doing stuff. So um, they gave me a shot to coach kids, um, in Vegas. So I started a teens program and started and got to work with some really cool, um, high level, like tennis players and swimmers. And it was really cool. And I started having really fun classes. And then the class would be at the same time as other class, as the adult classes. And dude, everyone was so jealous. Like the, the adults were so jealous of what we were doing in the kids classes they were like, dude, you got to come do that kind of stuff with us, you know? So then they, I finally kind of got the shot to start coaching adults. You know, they started kind of seeing that I care, you know, that was the one thing that, that even though I didn't have the experience or the knowledge, I cared about that. Yeah. Yeah. I care. I had empathy. Like I, I am, I was the most unfit person ever. And so I remember what it's like. I remember, I totally remember what it's like to not be able to do something, not have the confidence, not have the skill and that I, I'm proof that if you work at it, you can achieve it. Um, and I, and I have those life lessons that I can share and encourage others. So, um, man, yeah, I just started coaching, started coaching a ton there. And, and, um, it's just was great. We're growing the gym. We grow, we went to two locations We're we have over 500 members. Things are going fantastic, you know, but then, but then, um, man, I was just like, here we go again, 28 years old, 
like I'm not saying cross coaching CrossFit isn't awesome because it is like you get to impact and help so many people. And I mean, I still coach CrossFit right now, but you just don't make money coaching CrossFit unless you like own the gym, you know, like, so here I am busting my butt and you know, I'm just like, I can't like, I'm, I'm working so hard every day and it just like, doesn't seem worth it to me. anymore. I'm like, like, you know, like, I'm not going to say, you know, it was just like a lot of the relationships I had were strictly because I had to keep them as friends for the gym. Right. They had like, it, like, I'm not going to say I didn't really want to be their friend, but I was forced to have so many relationships and have to be this person, you know, and I wasn't even getting rewarded how I felt I should. So I was just becoming resentful and, you know, just vibes started getting bad. I stopped wanting to work hard you know, I'm just someone who just what like, I will figure out any way that I can help, you know, and, and, um, just, I just felt, I felt, you know, abused. I just felt like, you know, just like, you know, like just didn't feel worthy, you know, like, you know, I'm doing all this amazing stuff, but here I am, I'm still broke, you know, like, so, um, then I like, and I was someone who loved Vegas. Like I never wanted to leave Vegas. I was the number one Vegas douchebag you ever met in your life. <laughs> probably, you know, like honestly, um, just, just, um, Vegas is such a tough town to be in. You have to really like manipulate people and, you know, it's just like, it like to just get around and to be, you know, so, I just really was, I just realized that I was just really unhappy with the person I was, even though I was doing some good stuff. Um, it wasn't enough, you know? Um, and dude on Instagram, I saw the trail run. I literally just saw the trail on Instagram. I'm not a Spartan or a mutter, tough mutter kind of guy. Um, and even at that point I had never even left like the U S like, I think my parents drove me to Mexico once, you know, but like I had never traveled. I'm 28 years old. I don't, I don't have a passport. I don't have, you know, like, you know, I just, I've really started starving for more. I, that feeling came again, like, dude, I need more. Um, so I saw that trip or I saw the trail run for Kauai and it just looked amazing. And it was for a great cause. And also just a ton of high level CrossFitters go there that I wanted to train with. I want, like, I'm, I, I know that you need to continue to put yourself in environments um, that are going to help you towards your goal, you know? So I just wanted, I, I just want, like, I just knew it was going to be good. I knew, I just had a good feeling about it and I went. Um, I had a couple of my friends go. Um, my head, the head coach of our gym ended up coming with us. Um, so it kind of gave me a little bit more of like a VIP, I guess I could say, I, like access because like, I was able to do things with the athletes because I kind of knew them a little bit through the, through being in CrossFit for so long. Um, and man, this Island just kind of just blew me away. Um, just was overwhelmed with just like, you know, the Aloha spirit. Um, and, and just how they, how this foundation does things. Um, and it's actually where, where I found Christ too. Um, I, you know, it was so funny. Like we, um, cause it's a kid's program. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, we're, we're, we're heavily, we're heavily Christ centered and, um, 
we had a big dodgeball night. So during, you know, all they said was dodgeball and pizza. And um, so we show up and we all, they put us all in this room and then all of a sudden they start singing worship songs and everyone's like super uncomfortable. I'm like, what the heck is this? We're at church right now. We didn't, you know, <laughs> you know, especially when you're not, you know, like, you know, but, but then Rich Froning, I don't know if you know who Rich Froning is, um, but uh, he's, uh, he's just the absolute CrossFit legend. I would definitely recommend like following him and checking out just like, you know, his, his gym and, and just like what he's done in the past. He won the CrossFit games four times in a row. Um, and it's just a very humble human being. Um, just, um, just a work ethic that just can't be ignored. Um, just someone I looked up to and he got up in front of all, all of us and, and started sharing, um, his testimony of how he has gotten to where he is because of the relationship he has with, uh, with Jesus and how it's impacted him and how it's helped him move forward, you know? So it was just like, I was blown away. Cause I was like, wow. And I was like, okay. Like, here's a guy that I look up to and he's talking about this stuff, you know? And, um, so yeah, I was in a good friend of mine named Dan Bailey, who's again, at that time was an absolute legend. Um, same thing. He got, he shared his testimony about his trials and tribulations and how he always just, uh, like, you know, leaned on Jesus through it all, you know, and helped them get to where they are. So, um, that just blew me away. I came home to Vegas and was just absolutely wrecked. Didn't want to coach at that gym anymore. I was just like, I just didn't know what to do. So I just started praying. Um, at the gym that I worked at, you know, just CrossFit gyms in general, they have really good, um, they have really good, um, I guess, I don't want to call it market, but, you know, just the people that are in those gyms are high level, you know, like anybody who has $180 for a gym membership is doing well in their life, you know? So I had a lot of friends that were like, Hey, come work for me. Hey, come work for me. Hey, come work for me. Um, and, um, so I, I, you know, I, but I just wasn't ready to give up fitness. Like I was really into it and I was just like, man, but it just like, I didn't know what to do. So I prayed and then as clear, as clear as possible, it's just something like, like God doesn't talk to me like a voice. It's just inside of me. I just, it's just something I know. It's just like, it's just, I know. And he said, work for me. He said, come work for me. And I was just like, what does that mean? I hadn't like, I was just like shocked and um yeah within a week um one of um one of the coaches here showed up at my gym took one of my classes um i recognized her from at the from being at the race and she invited me to come help she was like hey you know this program is growing i was just like whoa what and especially with so many things going on in my life, I was just like, wow. It's just cool to reflect back and think that, you know, I was able to be aware and to navigate in that, you know, like your life, you, you, you know, you just never know like what everyone's journey is just so different. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was it, dude. I was like, right from there, she, she invited me to come out. I put my two weeks in. I talked to my family and friends. I was like, hey, I'm doing this. I'm leaving. And I left. And it was just like um, the hardest 
the best thing I could have ever done. Like, I, it was like one of those moments where, you know, you like, you, you want that moment. So it's like, Hey, drop everything and just go do it. You know, especially cause I've been putting so much work into coaching and stuff and to like help out a program like this. I was just like, I'm sorry. I'm like super emotional. I don't know. Like, but it's cool. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a crier. I'm a crier. I, I'm, I, I'm super, I'm a super sensitive guy now, <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I came. What was the was reaction so- of your family when you tell them that you went to, came to Hawaii? Um, they were just shocked because again, even at this time, my, my family just very close minded, you know, they just, they're very Hispanic. They're very old school. You know, like, what do you mean you're going to do? You're going to volunteer for a program, you know, like, what are you doing? You need to get a job. You need to work. You need to make money, you know, like, and I was like, no, like, this is not, you know, it's going to be fine, you know, but, um, they saw it as a crude opportunity, you know, they're like, dude, go for it, you know? So, um, dude, Call, called up, called them up, called up Hoffy, called up Rory. I was like, hey, I'm coming. They're like, cool. They literally, they were like, the day I called them that I told them I put my two weeks in, they were like, they were like, we literally were just praying for someone, for like a coach, um, for someone to come help us. Cause like, it was just two people coaching the kids. Um, so I left, man. And I was just got my world rocked, dude. Everything, you know, like, everything, everything just was changed. Um, you know, I, for, first off, like, um, Hawaii is amazing. Um, but man, like we, we definitely live it differently. Like I, I ended up, I ended up living in a mosquito net in a barn in the side of the house that had no privacy. I had no hot water for a year and a half. My shower was outside and it didn't even have a cover. So I had to wait till everyone left so I could shower at night. You know, it was just like, I didn't get paid for the first year and a half. Um, didn't get a paycheck. Um, but, um, we created the program. So we, um, when I first got here, we had, um, one gym. It had a high school class with about 15 kids. Um, and we did it three times a week. Um, within a year, we were able to grow the gym to um, an elementary and a middle school, high school program. So now we had two classes. Each class had about 25 kids. So we're doing 50 kids a day, five days a week. And then from there, we ended up opening up a new gym on the west side of the island called CrossFit Keikaha. That's That's the gym that I've been able to head coach and run for the last two years. Um, um, grew that gym, you know, now we have two locations, classes happening at the same time. We have more coaches, we're coaching and developing, we're drawing people. Um, um, and then we opened up a third gym called cross on a hole on the East side. Um, and I get to coach at that gym. So I get to coach at all these gyms. I get to help out, uh, tons, tons of families. Um, it's really rewarding. Yeah. Um, and we're a nonprofit. So, um, the trail run 
is uh, once a year in this one trial run, we get to raise money through this one run and it helps us support um, everything we do. So yeah, so um, we um, pick up kids from about 11 different schools, bring them to our gyms, we work them out, we feed them, and then we take them home. Um, and yeah, it was so cool. And we get to just that kind of like what you've seen in class. We just get to really dig into on real life stuff versus just working out. That's kind of what's what's really special about our program is that um, we get to really <laughs> um, just like notice people. I think is the coolest thing. I think that's that's one of the just noticing kids and noticing that they're not just kids like that every person has a soul like that soul doesn't age like you know like like Mateus like like how your brain is right now is going to be the same when you're 80 like you're not going to get older and think we, like you're going to your brain and your spirit and your soul is going to stay the same um and understanding that is what's really helped me understand and talk with kids I don't talk to them like little babies or I don't, you know, I talk to them very direct. I talk to them just like I'm talking to you right now. Very clear, very, you know, uh, you know, so, um, it's just really cool to, to get to do that. Um, so that's where the pandemic was tough. Cause here we go. We're working super hard developing this and then it gets shut down. Um, and um here we are you know now we're on zoom you know like <laughs> but it was cool because um you know it, it it's just cool to adapt we will be back in our gyms one day and um yeah i'm just thankful to to get some time to share this i don't know i haven't i, I don't know I, I do cry i'm not gonna say i don't um and right now i'm crying like a baby uh <laughs> And it feels good. It feels good just to like kind of, um, even personally, just to like reflect back and kind of what I've been going through. Um, yeah, just to know like, even like with everything that's going on in the pandemic and like with all the racism issues that, you know, our foundation, um, even since before, like this, you know, we, we, we really get lots of groups of kids to work out together to, to really to, to appreciate each other for, for their effort, not their skin color. You know, here in Hawaii, we have, we have the gnarliest, it's opposite here. Like, bro, I couldn't believe it. Moving here, um, being brown is good. Being dark is good. You know, like, like people of white skin have a hard time living here and being successful here because um, you know, they're just not like, you know, a little history on Hawaii culture, basically, you know, um, you know, the missionaries came and just took over and, uh, took all their land and, and just kind of, you know, so that's where there's, there's, there's a race battle there. And, you know, um, I've been able to, to really be, even though I'm not Hawaiian, people think I'm Hawaiian just cause I'm dark and it kind of just like people are more people are easier to talk to me like our gyms that we are the gyms that we that that we have built 
they're in they're in very local areas they're in very hawaiian areas so like if a white person were to try to open up a gym like no one would show up to it so um it was um it was cool to to experience like you know it it was it was it was weird to experience privilege on the other way you know where it was like wow like you know like you know i'm dark i show up places and i'm i'm accepted versus like in vegas you know i'm dark i wouldn't get let into a club i wouldn't get let into you know just people would look at me or think of me differently because of the color of my skin and um uh to know that like we've been working with kids at a young age um to alleviate this issue for a long time it's really cool it's so crazy juan you know uh for me the way that how i get connected to the community it's so passionate you know during this i don't know uh, less than a month i have been involved in these classes you know uh, i haven't the the way they started was because i saw like seth, Roll, seth rollins the wrestler he posts about yeah. their, about their classes so i was like oh man he's doing a crossfit class let's get into it so i i say to my little sister if she wants to join with me and she was like okay let's do it so that way when the classes start you know the first thing i was like i was like shocked was the the time that you guys were praying because i i've been uh, i've been a uh, my family been religious uh since Every, always and to show how you get so passionate with tony and everyone and starting praying that literally for me was like man i feel in that moment as how you say as how the first time you get involved into the fitness that the way that you arrived to crossfit that that was your 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 place where you like it so for me that was and i was i was like man this this is for me you know I don't know last week my sadly my grand grandpa passed away and that for me was so hard and and that was a monday but after i know that my grandpa the last the last memory i have with him he he looked at me when i was already i lost 150 pounds so he was so impressed about my change you know and i know that he he was happy that if i show up to and i be constant working out and endure my progress he yeah it's crazy how things get connected you know and as same as you for example i during these changes i've been I, i don't know in chile it's also very easy to get involved into alcohol and drugs you know and you see kids from 14 years old already drinking and party and everything and that was my case i i was always the big kid in my in the classroom and we went out to parties when i was like 15 and because i was the biggest one girls doesn't care about me so i started drinking and taking drugs you know and that was hard at the moment because i know that i wasn't i wasn't making the things right but just uh, one at the moment i found out uh, the fitness community that literally was the time I start changing my life and getting involved. So, man, you don't know how how happy I am now to I get to know you better and how your testimony affects my life in a positive way. You know, that's so so cool to hear you and how things get community and how things get getting. So, yeah, yeah, dude. This is like I said. This is incredible. Like I can't even believe the fact that you know 
you know, every, my whole journey now that like, you know, I get to, I get to help be your coach, you know, um, in Chile, you know, like it's just, to me, it's wild and it's so worth it. You know, like everything we've gone through, everything that's happening right now, um, it's going to be worth it. All the hard times we go through, they're worth it. They really are. Um, yeah. Um, just very, um, sorry. I had a bunch of thoughts that are just like now just escaping me. Um, yeah. Um, I just want to touch on, um, you know, uh, my walk with Christ a little more. Um, so I talked about failures, right? Like I had like so many times, I just felt like I just kept failing in life. And I felt like that was my, that was my, um, that was just me. I was like, dude, you always just blow it at the end. Like, I just thought that was just who I was, you know? Um, and it was a lie, dude. And, um, the, the thing that really helped me get over that lie is this thought is that, that, um, you have to start things with God. Like, if, if you, you need permission from God, you need, you need to pray about it. Um, you need to do things with him first in mind. If he is at the center of whatever you're doing, it can't fail. If, if you are rooted, if whatever it is, whether like for me, like I'm a golfer, like I love golf and I, and I have, you know, like I pray before I play golf every day. Um, you know, I know that I am golfing cause I want to continue to reflect, um, positive light, Christ light into that community, into that world. When I meet people, when I play, I want to reflect him. I want, I'm centered in him whenever I, whenever I do anything and I know I can't fail when you go and do things on your own because you want to do them. That's when, yeah, you may have a good run. Yeah. It may go good for a little bit, but ultimately it's going to fail if it's not rooted in Christ. Um, I need to get better with uh, my scriptures being memorized, but I definitely will try to look up the one of, uh, I, I believe it's in John, but it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's the vine. Okay. This is the vine. This is, this is source, whatever you want to call it. You know, you're God, the universe creation, you know, source, you want to be connected to it. If you are not connected to it, it's just going to die eventually. So you need to be connected to source in order for you to continue growing, you know? Um, and that's kind of, for me, what's really helped me just stay motivated and just continue to succeed. The trail run, um, was my first trail run as a member was the first time I felt success. It was the first time that I had really set a goal and, and stuck to it and saw it through, you know, I don't know what it was or even now I still struggle with like right at the finish line. I, you know, people tend to trip, man. Right when, right when, right when it's going to, right when you're going to succeed, people quit. Um, and you just can't do that, man. But, and I just know that having connected to the, being connected to source, um, having a relationship with, with your higher power, whatever it is, um, that's where you can rely on when things really get tough and, and, and can endure tremendous amount with, with, um, through, through anything you're going.
Um, yeah, I just, I definitely wanted to share that. <laughs> um, when, when was the moment, Juan, that you decided with your community to start making Zoom classes? Um, yeah, it was like, you know, as soon as the pandemic happened, we had, uh, it was about two weeks after the pandemic happened, we canceled classes. And it was basically, here I am, like, you know, it's, it's all right, Juan, if you want this life, if you want to continue living on Kauai, you need to do something for the community to continue to get paid. Because if the foundation isn't doing something for the community, um, it's going to just die. And then we, you know, we're not going to get funding or resources or we're not, we're not, you know, I can't just get paid by the foundation to do nothing. You know, that's not okay. Like I have to produce. So, um, you know, it's just one of those, we saw that zoom was happening. I never even heard of zoom, you know? And, um, I absolutely hated it too. Like I was just like, I do not want to do this. Like, Like, I, I can't wait to co have a class with you in real life or just tra train or work out with you in real life. So much better in real life. You know, I can make so much more change. Workouts can be so much better. Um, but, you know, it's just what we had to do. It was just what we, it was, uh, it was what we want, had to do to, um, to continue doing something. Like, it, it, it was like, to me, it was like something I've kind of seen is like, you know, during times like this, it was just a big opportunity for me as a leader to try to create something new. So that's where we started with these workbooks. Um, what I saw is that now everyone is at home, everyone's doing homeschools, you know? So um, let's try to come up with some resources, some curriculum for parents to be able to help their kids, you know, like, That's something where I really would love to see these books is where a parent, whoever is getting homeschooled, that parent is able to coach their kid um, through fitness classes, you know, and there's a message in there. There's great workouts in there and there's no equipment needed. It's just equipment that you have around the house. So, um, you know, once the pandemic started, there was all about home workouts and everything. So um, we, we decided to come up with a book. I don't even know who, I think like one of my teammates, kind of came up with this like plan pamphlet and then we started putting workouts in and then now my goal is to get this these work book workouts accredited by um schools so um for instance like if you're in school and you do this workout it also counts towards your school like you actually get credit for it versus it just being a workout because i know a lot of parents out there um yeah this is a great program but You, you don't have, you only have so much time and why am I going to spend time doing this when it doesn't even count towards my kids schooling? So, um, my goal is to get this program accredited by schools so that when kids are doing it from home, if they're homeschooled, they will get credit for it for PE. So I've been, I've been having some pretty good success, but just all of a sudden I'm meeting people that do curriculum and, and can help me do this. So it's something I'm really excited with. And, and, and again, I'm just really thankful to, 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 to be able to provide such a service for people during these times and to be able to provide quality content, not just workouts, but you know, these messages and words that I really think are lacking with our youth. And I really think are lacking with society, you know? Um, and, and just, And, and just really pushing for our future um, 
through our students. Like, dude, you're our future, bro. Like hundred percent. You're 17, you know, like you, like things that you do are going to make a difference, you know, like, um, the way you react, um, like I'm, I know, like, you know, I don't know what you've seen with everything that's going on and what, what your thoughts are on all of it, but you know, it's going to be up to, to you, your younger brothers and sisters. The future is going to be the ones that are going to have to really change. They're going to have to be the ones that really, uh, fight for justice, fight for, fight for, you know, new school. Like schooling to me is done. Like every, like schools, schools before the pandemic, um, I was talking at a couple of schools and they just don't work. That's the, the whole school system is so old. It just doesn't work for, for guys like you now. Like you got, we, you have everything right here. Everything is right here. You know, like it's like almost like no, and, and even going through schools, like half that's like almost all that stuff you never even use. The more stuff I used from school was about how I, you know, how we, how we reacted around kids and and the social dynamics is that's where i think school was the only reason it was around is because kids need to be around other kids but even then now like some schools if they don't do it correctly you know like segregation um you know bullying all that kind of stuff runs rampant in schools um so i i'm really excited to see what the schools do and and you know it may it may not you know you're 17 but maybe like once you're older like they, that they redo schools and maybe it's, it's teaching fitness, like how we are teaching it and, you know, really focusing on virtues and, 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 um, and really helping people actually be good humans, you know, being a good human first versus, you know, algebra that I never use, you know, like, yeah. like something I wish they would have taught us in school was about credit cards and, checkbooks and bank bank accounts and that kind of math you know budgeting you know that's kind of stuff like you know it's like an elective that you can possibly take later on you know so i don't know i'm really uh i'm stoked with uh the curriculum and it's something that kind of is becoming a new passion for me that um if i can really come out with some good quality stuff for for our youth and for our parents for resources um i'll just be stoked as a coach to be able to have put that type of information out into the world for people to use. When we are under, it's time for making a new link because I only have like 45 minutes of this. So I will send you a new link on Instagram. So right now I will cut this call and I will send you a new link. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Juan, I want to know what's the, uh, now getting more involved into the, into the changes. I want to know what's the main role that food does in, in athlete? Like what's the main, I know basically, I will tell you a, a little bit before about my experience. So at the beginning, when I started my journey, uh, there was time that for me, I thought that if I, if I work out, I was able after to go and eat whatever I want. So basically for me, I don't know, I was going to training for an hour and after I went to a grocery store and buy two hot dogs and a soda and that was my dinner you know but after I know that that was not the healthy option for it so if I want to achieve some goals I need to put hard and working and I'm making some better options so I want to know what's the main role in food in this case for an athlete um, you definitely have to look at it as um, energy 
you like easiest for 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 just people that are just kind of getting the concepts of food and nutrition is your body is a very very high caliber machine okay like like you think ferraris you think lambos no the human body is the most amazing machine okay and it require it, it, it performs so much better when it has high quality foods right um so first i just i definitely want you to understand like the 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 choice of foods um so the biggest thing i've learned with foods and why i've really gone to like like bro right now like dude i eat only grass-fed beef from Kauai. i only go to farmers markets um you know like i only i really do my best to try to eat real food um non-gmo um quick thing on non gmo on gmo gmo um the reason gmo is just not good or just processed foods is because it's essentially fake um in the in like the what composes an apple you know what i'm saying like think about an apple okay you have a real apple and then a gmo apple even though they look the same um the gmo apple has been modified and the nutrients that are in there don't exist so you're excited you're just eating and it, you're not getting any nutrients into your body you're, you're yeah you're getting calories yeah you know the human body is it's crazy that you know like dude i freaking survived off sugar for the first 15 years of my life you know like that's all, all i did was drink soda and i think that's when you know for me honestly i think that's why i'm i'm small is because um i only ate sugar for the first 15 years of my life you know but um you just got to really think about your of your body as a as a machine and you want to put high quality food in there um eating things like processed foods um it just your body has to do more work to get rid of it to filter it out than it's actually getting from the new nutrients all right so um biggest thing is 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 really doing your best to understand that even though they taste so good and it's so delicious um you're just putting junk into your system and it's gonna and that's where you don't even feel good and that's the thing that's gnarly and i'm sure you've experienced too is you know especially with with your journey is that we don't even realize how bad we feel right like 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 dude i love eating chips i love eating pizzas and burgers and but dude i feel so bad after i eat all that stuff and i'm just like why did i do that to myself but when you start to eat like that um then feeling bad is just normal and then this is how you normally feel and then you just have no energy to and then the only thing you like is or the only thing that you know you enjoy is the way it tastes going down and you don't realize what it's happening the rest of the time um so really really just understanding like it, it, it's all about the quality of food you're eating because even if you're even if you're eating salads and and stuff like that whatever if it's not from a good source it, it's not doing the best um um timing timing i think is big like you know i i've done i've done so many different diets and stuff like that um the one i've really seen work for me is the intermittent fasting um i really like this one 
um, and not pushing it on anybody or you, anybody, but I just like this one because um, for me, it was more psych psychological. I am a snacker. Like I get distracted super easy and I just feel like I always need to be eating something. Um, so um, I, the idea with intermittent fasting is that you give your digestive system a break. So um, instead of always eating, your digestive system is always eating and it's always, you know, filtering and, and, and processing all the junk you're eating throughout the whole day. Um, you, you give yourself a very small window to eat and the rest of the time your body is then now almost like realigning itself. It's like, okay, it's not digesting. So let's fix, let's fix this. Let's fix like our joints. It's like, it's just, it starts to kind of heal itself um, because it's not just digesting all day long, you know? And, it, and, and that's where I think the metabolism even gets a little better, stuff like that. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, please. Any other questions on nutrition stuff like that too? Yeah, I know that one's just kind of. <laughs> That's uh, what, I went. I went to know what's going on with you. What sorry? I'm sorry. Just like yeah, things that are going on with you, or just questions or curious you're about. Uh, yes, I have other question. Is what was the main change? The main during your journey, what's the main change between being an athlete and being a coach? Um. Being an athlete from being a coach. So being an athlete, um, it, it, it's okay. So I don't want to try to knock any athletes out there, but being an athlete is very selfish. Being a coach, you, you have to put others before you. Um, being an athlete, your mindset should be everything I do is to improve myself and my sport. Right. So you're not, you know, versus coaching. It's like, I need to take, I need to educate myself. I need to practice what I preach. I need to hold myself at, to a highest standard. I need to care for others. I need to put others before myself before, um, you know, to be, to, 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 to really develop a relationship. Um, so that I definitely think that's the difference between what makes a coach and an athlete. Because you'll see, you know, there's there's athletes out there that are world class athletes, but they couldn't coach anybody because they they're you know they're just focused on themselves. They're just you know they 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 their whole goal is to be a better for them you know be a better athlete. They have to they have to really make sure that they are the priority. Everything they're eating, doing is is bettering them from them versus as a coach. Um, The, the next kind of lens or layer is I'm definitely doing this for other people. I am, I'm researching, I am, you know, I'm holding myself to higher standards um, for others. So I definitely think that's the difference between athlete and coach. And Juan, what's the main satisfaction for you, especially working with kids, seeing them growing in sports? What's the main satisfaction about it, of working in a community such as your Cayola Foundation? Um, I would say um, just like knowing that I am helping them prepare for their futures. Um, you know, I, 
I have seen what fitness and what just the CrossFit mentality has done for me. And I found it at 25 and it has redirected my life. You know, it has changed me and redirected my life completely. Um, so knowing that I get to have influence on kids at first, second, third grade, even you at seven, you know, the, just a little bit of change. If I can help guide you into a good direct, even just a little bit, you know, over time, it's going to really improve, you know, and just knowing that, that I'm doing my part, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, this is what God has asked me to do is to, is to pour into our, to our future, to pour into our youth and knowing that, you know, like that I'm teaching kids how to take care of themselves. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm bringing new concepts to them, um, you know, and I'm, and I'm holding them to high standards so that they are familiar to it when it ha when they get older, you know, so really just knowing that, that I, I do get to direct and I do get to influence kids in, in better directions um, and knowing that who, know, who knows what's going to happen with any of these kids that come out of our program. Um, and I'm so excited to watch. I've been here four years and I've been able to see, you know, call it, you know, high school kids go to college, middle school kids go to high school. I've got to see some change and I'm just, I'm really proud of a lot of these kids. You know, um, we have kids of the month every year or every month. Um, and, um, we choose these kids by their efforts and by their, their, their commitment. Um, you know, it's not necessarily if they're the, the fastest or the best kid, um, at all. It's actually not what it's about. It's, it's not about what they look like at all. It's about their effort and their mindset. And, um, I, I it just get, that's what really gives me the most joy is, is, is seeing kids, um, preparing for that light switch to turn on that they, they want more that they are more that they are better that we are not these bodies you know like we are much more than that um and just kind of just just enlightening and you know making kids more aware and just 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 pushing them like that's just something that just like knowing knowing that i that i get to do that is just is really really profound helping yeah just definitely especially even more like I, I hate to keep bringing it up but it's just such a big issue with with especially race man but just being able to 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 teach kids not to have that 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 racial mindset you know um that that like just even now like even more i've been thinking about it so much um Yeah, it just gives me a, uh, I, I'm very, I'm very proud. I know I have a lot of work to do and I still, I'm still a very young coach. Like as far as the coaching career is, you know, I'm a very young coach. Um, um, but I'm just very thankful to have had this opportunity um, to affect our world and right now, you know? Yeah. Juan, to get in kind of to the conclusion part, I want to yeah. ask you, if you could give an advice to someone who is, to someone who wants to start a fitness journey, but he's afraid of starting, because that happened to me at the beginning. I was afraid of making the first step, getting involved into the fitness, because I was scared about how others will treat me, about someone will laugh about my condition, and that's. I feel that that's 
a very common thing. So if you could give an advice to someone to want to start making a change, what could it be? Um, the journey is the best part. It's the absolute best part. You know, um, that like, I can't stress enough that, man, you know, you've, you've already had quite a journey yourself, you know? Um, and man, I just know like seeing, seeing, you know, all the lessons you learn, watching yourself continue to be successful in your journey, you know, it just continues to build confidence. Um, that like, you gotta just, you like, first you gotta start and then you gotta just, and you know, ex, you know, I think, I think, um, part of it is a uh, big part is just not comparing. Um, please don't compare yourself to anybody else. Uh, comparison is totally the thief of joy. Um, um, know that your life and your journey is specific to you and, um, it's your own journey. And even though it may seem less than or, or lame or, um, you know, just not what you thought compared to others, you don't know the ending. You don't know the whole journey at all. You don't know where it's going to take you and you got to continue to, to pursue. You can't give up. You, you can't compare. You got to just own your situation, you got to accept. That's something that I've really had to work on just personally is just accepting your situation in life. You know, um, life is really hard. Life is unfair, but you got to accept wherever you're at, you know, accept that this is real. This is true. And, um, it's gonna, it's gonna, we all, all, every single one of us has a very long, hard journey ahead of us. And that, it is that that hard work does pay off. Um, the compound effect is real. You know, doing a little bit each day, um, and and just and, and really figuring out your why. Why are you doing this? You know, why? What 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 is your why? You know, why why do you want to lose weight? Why do you you know? And 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 constantly constantly um, coming back to it, not forgetting why you started, you know? Um, and, and, and that's, that's what one of my favorite parts of working with kids is, is getting them to understand that they need to be preparing. That is their job. That is their, their purpose right now. Their purpose is to prepare, you know, like, bro, like you're 17. What are you going to look like when you're 33? What are you going to be doing? You know, like, like, like thinking about the future, but knowing that, 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 that it's just that you can think about it, but you need to stay focused in the present and that the change happens day to day. And it, you just got to stay relentless in your, in your focus. Um, enjoy the journey. Do not compare. Um, and, and just have fun, dude, have so much fun. That's one thing I can like learn to have fun with it. Like, like, you know, things, life is always so serious and, 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 and terrible sometimes. And, you know, like, dude, have fun, find out what, find out what makes you happy and chase those things.
and uh, you're going to see, you're going to really enjoy the results in your life. All right. Any last words, Juan? Where people can follow, follow you or follow the foundation? Yes. Yeah, so um, uh, we have definitely have Instagram. We have Keala Foundation at Keala Foundation is our Instagram. Uh, my personal Instagram is uh, Viva Juan underscore Carlos. Uh, Viva Juan Carlos. Um, uh, we um, they can uh, so Ultimate Hawaiian Trailrun is another great one. Ultimate Hawaiian Trailrun is a great one to follow as well. Um, and um, CrossFit uh, Poipu, the website. Um, there's workouts on that website every day that we put up. Um, so if people want to just kind of start following along some workouts, like that's a great resource to just kind of um, have workouts for you for free if you want. They're just on there. Um, yeah, Instagram. Um, I don't have. I don't really mess with any too much other than that. But yeah, man. Um, and now that we got Zoom, so yeah, hopping on in our Zoom classes. We we are gonna open up our gyms in the next two weeks. Um, but I plan on I plan on uh, keeping Zoom for a while. May not be three days a week. Um, but it's just something that you know. It's like a new platform. You know, like you know. And uh, I'm you know I'm excited to kind of keep that going and continue to try to get guest coaches. So um, yeah. Um, if, if anyone has any questions about the foundation, um, oh, we have a podcast too. We have a podcast, uh, called yeah. the Coconut Podcast. Um, so that'd be a good one. Myself and Hoppy, um, our goal with that one is just to kind of talk about real stuff, not so much, you know, fitness, fitness, but, you know, just to really, you know, what's current, what's happening in current culture and, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, they can find me on the Coconut Wireless, our Instagram, and on Zoom as of now. Um, I look forward to maybe having a website and stuff like that, but I'm definitely up and coming too myself. So I got a long ways to go. Yeah, all right. Thank you for your time, and I will see you guys on the next episode.